Morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School's the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. No matter what you've been dealing with, how bad it's been, how long it's been that way, don't be hopeless. Don't give up. Don't, don't think, well, you know, I've tried everything, but you don't know everything. No, there's a God with whom nothing is too hard, too difficult, nothing's impossible. And he said that if you look to him, he will, won't allow you to be tested and pushed beyond what you can overcome. He'll always make a way of escape. Always. Somebody say, there's a way out. There is a way out. And he went on to say, he always causes us to triumph. Talking about those that look to him, trust him. So just believing that is a step out. You're, you're taking a step to come out. Your miracle is already beginning if you'll just believe what we're talking about right now. Say it again. There is, there is. A, way a way out. There is, there is. Victory, victory in God. In God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just believing that starts your deliverance. It begins it. And what, if you throw up your hands and say, no, there's, you know, there's no God, there's no nothing, you know, I'll never be free of this, you're stuck. You're stuck. It's not true. God could help. Somebody said, well, if he can help, why don't he? Why don't you believe him? <laughs> That's the question. So let's make a choice to do this. Father God, all of us agree together today, looking to you, drawing near to you, saying, we believe in you. We believe in your goodness. We believe in your power and that there is a way out. Nothing's too hard for you. And we thank you for this. Thank you for the answer. You ask for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Once you, uh, you ask for the answer, uh, you believe God's heard you, you, you believe it's His will, you believe He's granted the request, then you start looking for it. Ask, it'll be given to you. The next part of the verse says, seek, and you'll find. So uh, we've asked, let's look for it now. Look for the answer. Not just in the class today, but all through the day and through the night and the next day, Keep looking for the answer. Um, that is the effect of faith. Uh, faith is the substance or the ground, the foundation of things hoped for, or the, you could say the things expected. If you're in faith, you're looking for something. You're expecting something, right? You're looking for the answer. Why? Well, what if there's no answer there? No, faith knows there is an answer, Amen. right? And God has heard our prayer, granted our request. And so it's in the works. It's on the way. 
Where's my answer? I know you're close. <laughs> Is that right? Where's the, the meeting of my need? The, what needs to happen in my body? What needs to happen for my marriage, my, my kids, my job? I'm looking for it. Right? Let, let's pray that further. What, what, whatever it is, whatever the area, say, say Lord, I ask, Lord, I ask for, the answer, for the answer, for what I'm dealing with right now. I believe it's your will to help me and give me total victory. And so I receive it now in Jesus' name. Amen. And what do you do now? Look for it. Is that right? We're expecting, we're seeking, we're looking, and he'll lead us step by step into it. We've been looking in Hebrews 3 where it talks about don't, uh, you know, allow yourself to be hardened and tripped up like they were. And he's referring to these accounts back in the, the books of uh, Exodus and Numbers and Deuteronomy. Let's go back again to Numbers, the 16th chapter. And we've been looking at what happened with Korah and their attempt at replacing Moses. And the reason we're looking at it is because the Bible calls this unbelief. Rebellion is unbelief. Yeah. It's a choice not to trust God. Now, it said they took men and 250 princes. They gathered themselves against Moses and Aaron. They said, you take too much on you, seeing all the congregation are holy. And why do you lift yourselves up above the congregation of the Lord? Why do you think you have authority more than anybody else? Why do you think you have the right to tell us we should go here, we should do this, to lead. And the answer was, you know, who put them in charge? God. He picked them. He put them in charge. But they are questioning that. They're challenging that. And when Moses heard it, he fell on his face. And he spoke to Korah and all the company and said, Tomorrow the Lord's going to show who are his and who is holy and will cause him to come near to him, even him whom he has chosen. He'll cause to come near to him. So does God choose from among us those that he places over us in leadership? The New Testament uses this exact language. It says, you know, to, uh, to know those that are over you in the Lord and, and to show honor and submit yourself to those that are over you. Well, who's over you in the Lord? You should be able to give some names. <laughs> uh, if not, you need to fix that. You need to pray about it. You need to study these things. And if you're saying, well, all of us have the Spirit. That sounds just like this guy. Right? Korah. And you don't want to be in that company. Um, notice that they are taking matters into their own hands. And they are taking charge. Now, we read in uh, several classes ago with our text in Hebrews 3 that we keep looking at. Well, chapter 4 flows right into that from chapter 3. And it, that talks about Hebrews chapter 4. We which have believed do enter into rest. Rest. And he that's entered into God's rest, he ceased 
from his own labors. Now see, unbelief, one of its big characteristics is impatience. You remember the Bible talks about through faith and patience, you'll inherit the promises. So a companion of faith is patience. Or that word can also be translated perseverance. Perseverance. It's not a passive patience. I think some people misunderstand that. People say, well, just be patient. And they think that means do nothing ever. (laughs) And that's not true. It actually includes the idea of you keep doing what you're doing and you don't quit and you don't give up. You persist. But also it includes the idea of waiting on God uh, instead of thinking you got to take over and you got to take it into your own hands. Isn't that what they're doing here? See, they're, they're, they're taking over, they're trying to take over. It actually didn't last long. This rebellion. Have you, have you read the chapter? It was a short rebellion. And all the people that did it were no longer around to start it up again. Um, and uh, if they had had faith, they would not have decided, I've got to take over. They would have had the patience to trust God and believe that He would lead them through the ones He had chosen, or if they're not going to do the job, God's able to replace them. Right? We've seen that. God showed them that Saul would be king. But then when Saul wasn't doing right, He replaced him with David. Isn't that right? So God appoints, and if people won't listen, He can replace But that's not the same as men trying to do it. Because men will get it wrong. They'll do it the wrong time, the wrong way. And so many times, just like here, there's ulterior motives. Uh, Korah wants to be in charge. He wants to be the priest. And so that that could never be right. That that, that wasn't from God. Listen to uh, the scriptures, a couple of scriptures here from Isaiah. Isaiah 7, 9. Isaiah 7, 9 says, If you will not believe, surely you shall not be established. If you won't believe, you won't be established. Now that's where we get our word stable from. Well, if you won't be established, if you won't be stable, what will you be? You'll be unstable. So a characteristic of unbelief is instability. No peace, no rest, no confidence, no trust. So what? These guys are fretting in their tents at night. They're talking to each other. What are we going to do? I mean, aren't you fed up with being out in the desert? You know? You know how long it's been now? And we're no closer to the promised land and, and... And we weren't able to go back to Egypt and and we're like stuck in this awful limbo and we got to do something. We got to do something. Is there any peace in that? There's no peace. So there's no joy and there's no rest. Why? Because there's no faith. No faith. 
But the enemy is trying to stir up rebellion. He's always doing this, whether it's in a home or a church or a business or a country. If the devil had his, his way, the whole planet would be full-blown, screaming, yelling, stabbing, shooting, everybody trying to take over from everybody else until they killed and wiped everybody out. If he had it his way. And he had it to that point before the flood. In Noah's time, the Bible said the whole earth was full of violence. Well, what's that about? Why are people trying to kill each other? They're trying, they want what they have. They want the place that they have. They want to take over. They want control. They want possession. That's no faith. No faith. When you have faith, you know there's a God. Just knowing that makes you relax. <laughs> there's somebody bigger than the devil. There's somebody bigger than the destroyer. There's somebody bigger than all the mixed up crazy people too. Right? Somebody bigger. And when you find out he cares about you. And you find out that he saved you and redeemed you. You find out he's committed to you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. You find out your name's in the Lamb's book of life. You're going to live forever. You just go ahead and lean back a bunch more. And go, whew. <laughs> I'm saved. I've got it made. I mean, even if everything went wrong for the rest of your life, you died young, you died wrong, you got cut off. I'm saved. Is that right? If you're standing outside your body and everything went wrong and you think, whew, that happened quicker than I thought it would. And even if you made a lot of mistakes and you're still saved and you'll see the Lord and you go, Lord, I'm sorry, I messed up. He goes, I know, baby, come on, come here, come here, it's all right. Worst case scenario, we're saved. Somebody say, I'm saved. I'm, I'm, saved. I'm saved. Now, if you can't say that, you're not okay. You're in serious jeopardy because this world's a dangerous place. We're told that some 160,000 people before the 24-hour period of today is over will no longer be alive on the planet. Every second, almost, two more people die. And all of them are not old. There's a lot of middle-aged people, a lot of young people, even children and teenagers. And there's all kind of people who breathe their last today that did not think they were dying today. When they got up this morning, they, they thought they had decades left to live. Nothing is guaranteed you down here just because you exist. You need to be ready to go at any moment. You need to be ready to go right now. There is a heaven. There is a hell. And you cannot be good enough to save yourself. I've heard people say, well, I, you know, I hope, you know, I've been good enough. I've, I try to be good. Well, then you're, you're not saved. If you're counting on that to be saved, you are lost. Well, we'll just have to see when I get to the pearly gates, you know. And Peter's there, you know, with the big scale. We'll have to see if I got a... Ain't no scale at the pearly gates. 
No. There's lost and there's saved. And Jesus said, nobody comes to the Father except by me. If you believe the Bible, you can't have it all these other ways. This is either true or it's not. Thank God, if you listen to your heart, your heart knows the truth when it hears it. And so if you've never prayed the prayer, if you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord, do not risk another moment or trying to make it through a day, much less a year, in this evil, dangerous world without God and risk dying lost. That would be the stupidest thing you ever did. Don't do it. Don't do it. Everybody said out loud, Father God, I believe in you. I believe in your son Jesus, that you sent him. He went to the cross. He paid the price for all my sins, all my failures, all my mistakes. And I do believe you raised him from the dead. He is alive right now. King of kings, Lord of lords, soon to come again. Jesus, I receive you and confess you as Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me. Oh, hallelujah. When you believe that, you know something amazing happens inside you. The Bible said, you know, uh, old things pass away and all things have become new on the inside. You become a new person on the inside in Christ. When that happens and you have that realization, it comes with the rest, the peace that passes all understanding. Uh, you're not in a rush to die, but you're ready to. And you know at some point, you know you're not going to live here for the next 500 years. At some point, you're going to finish up your life. But now you know you're ready to go. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And he says there that if you won't believe, you won't be established. Well, what if you do believe? then you become stable, stabilized, established. Now, also in Isaiah 28, 16, I'll just read it to you. Isaiah 28, 16, it says, King James, He that believes shall not make haste. The new King James says, well, I'll read the whole thing. He says, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Is that what you need to be stable? Yeah. St stabilized. A sure foundation. Whoever believes will not act hastily. The Amplified says, He who believes will not be ashamed or give way or hasten away in sudden panic. Unbelief makes you impatient and you know, jittery and nervous, as they say. All those are manifestations of fear. And uh, thinking, you can't, I can't wait. I can't wait. I, I got to do something. I got to That's when a lot of people get killed. In emergency situations, when before assessing anything, they just start doing things. You know, I'm a, 
I'm a pilot and we, we fly in the ministry and so we train. And um, one of the things that some older great instructors taught us long ago was if something happens and it's an emergency, one older fellow told me, he said, the first thing you do, and well, I'm green and I'm listening, he says, is uh, wind your watch. <laughs> wind your watch. <laughs> he said, sit back, take a minute, and assess. So we said, what? We like, the engine's on fire. The engine's on fire. He said, take a minute. Take a moment. Why? Because people have moved too quick. And shut the wrong motor down. Well, the other one had already quit. Now what? Now you're a glider. Are there any airports down there? <laughs> now we're, we're laughing and that's just one example. But has that happened in life over and over again? That people panic and so they do something and they run here and run out in traffic and get hit and do some crazy thing or make it worse? Well, though that is the result of fear and unbelief. But faith gives you the, the opposite. Faith gives you stability. That even in the heat of a big situation and a problem or attack, you, if, if you'll just focus on the one who's inside you, there is the peace of God that passes understanding and you will be like in the eye of the storm where it's raging and 200 mile an hour wind, but where you are, it's quiet. It's peaceful. Why? Because the Lord's with you. Hallelujah. He's with you. But if you panic and run away and run into the wind and run into something flying and some debris hits you and you need to go where he sends you and stay where he stations you. You need to wait on him. And the Bible says, they that wait on the Lord, what happens to them? What happens to them? They renew their strength. Is that right? I mean, that alone, what's that worth? You, you don't rush here and there. He goes on to say that. He said, uh, the complete Jewish Bible says, he who trusts will not rush here and there. Isn't that the picture of panic? Running over here. Oh, no, 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 not that. Oh, running over here. Not the, uh, what, what did that old instructor tell me? <laughs> He's not just talking about rewinding the watch, but what's he saying? Don't do anything. Take a moment. Why? Because there, there's something worse than not doing something. That's doing the wrong thing. <laughs> right? <laughs> doing the, really, now you already had a problem. You caused yourself three more problems. And... The peace of God accompanies faith and walking with God. Don't you remember the woman that was healed with the issue of blood? And Jesus told her, your faith has made you whole. What was the rest of the phrase? Go in peace. Is that right? Go in peace and be whole of your plague. So she was healed and made whole and left and traveled home in peace. Does that sound like God or is that... That God, but this hectic, this you know, uh, gnashing of teeth and, and and fingernails on the chalkboard, and that's not God. I said that's not God, and this just acting crazy, and you got to 
be still and know that he is God. And if there's something you don't like, give God an opportunity to do something about it. Don't just oh, I got I got to do something. I got do what? You don't even know what you're doing. Do what? Until you've heard from him, you don't know what to do. And some a lot of times he'll say, "Sit still." Isn't that what he said at the Red Sea? Sometimes he say, "Be still, stand and see the salvation of God." The battle is not yours. Hallelujah! It's the Lord's. Sit out loud. I rest. I rest. In the, in the Almighty. I lean, I lean on, the on the everlasting arms. I trust, I trust in, the God in the God who never fails, who never, fails. never leaves me, never, leaves never, me. Forsakes, never me. forsakes me. I refuse to fear. Refuse to fear. Fear? fear? Get out of here. Out of here. Anxiety? Anxiety? Worry? Worry. Depression, Depression. death, Death. leave me. me. I resist you. you. Go from me me. in Jesus' name. name. I receive receive of the abundance of peace, peace. keeping my heart, keeping my my mind, keeping my life. life. Hallelujah. 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 In Jesus' name, thank you, thank you, thank you. If uh, Korah and Dathan and Abiram had listened and just given God some time, he could have shown them their wrong thinking. He could have confirmed to them the wisdom that he was giving them through Moses. If they'd have just given God some time. And not took it into their own hands. And by the grace of God, we're not going to do that. We're going to wait on Him, and we'll be at the right place, at the right time, doing the right thing, and we'll have the victory. Our time's up again today. It's sure been good being with you. We'll see you back here soon in Faith School. I've sure enjoyed being with you again this week. We're making progress. There is so much to learn about faith and walking with God. We're talking today, you know, about that faith is patient and unbelief is hasty and misses the mark. We've all uh, had the MTF syndrome before moving too fast. And so many times people have missed it by moving too fast. If you move too fast and got in trouble with your finances, God's merciful. Ask him to help you. He'll get you out. But make a decision. Next time, don't move so fast. Let me pray this over you. Father God, I pray over our partners and over everybody that's watching today. And we ask you to have mercy on us for moving too fast and making mistakes and getting involved in things that we shouldn't have and taking on debts or obligations or commitments that we shouldn't have. We repent. It's not your fault. We ask you to forgive us and we purpose to not move so quickly and so hastily and before we get your direction and instruction next time. Uh, We ask for mercy. Help them get out of it, Lord. Deliver them out of it and send abundance and provision and we'll give you the praise and thank you for the answers in Jesus' name. 
I'm believing for that. I'm expecting that with you. Go ahead and thank God for it now. Well, come back next time and we'll learn more and grow more here at Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.